Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. Joining me on probably the toppest, reddest podcast um, we'll produce. Well, mind you, we probably we probably had a lot more calls for this, but anyway, we've got Blaine and Shane. How's it going? I'm all good, how are you? Um, apart from stumbling over myself in the intro. Okay, okay. Um, how's it going, Shane? Uh, yeah, right. I, I didn't even notice your stumble. It, it, it sounded like one of your better ones, to be honest, when I was half listening. So, <laughs> you know, well done. Yeah, no. Um, so, we are coming at you after Liverpool's 3-0 victory over Nottingham Forest um, over the weekend, as well as the... What was the score against Toulouse again? 5-1. 5-1? 5-1 win um, against Toulouse. So, Nine goals, one conceded in two games, not too shabby. Eight goals. Uh, oh, hang on. Oh, fuck. Gakpo. Are you thinking of Gakpo? Yeah, we'll count. I was leaving in the ground for the Gakpo one. <laughs> didn't you didn't want to be wrong for Harvey Elliott getting an assist. We get it. <laughs> oh, is, the, is that why my ass put? Okay. Um... <laughs> the was on the screen. Me again. Get, get off your smith. <laughs> um, but yes, how are we feeling after the uh, after the win? Are we feeling very very top red, particularly top extremely. red, extremely top red. Blaine title challenge. Fucking days off him here now, me. Red. <laughs> <laughs> to do what? Like like in the middle of the week? Like what? You're just gonna like, take it off? <laughs> Just contemplate. <laughs> just say in the middle of Manchester and just smile. I mean, in fairness, I think at the start of the season, we were kind of looking at the Wolves fixture at the end of the season and thinking, that's a very familiar. <laughs> Why do we have them again, by the way? Do we really have Wolves yeah. again at the end of the season? Wolves are again. Oh, yeah. Why? What's going on? Yeah, it's the... Um... The last game of the season. Oh no! Why is it's... it always awful when we play Wolves as well at home? Why is it always like the worst game you've ever watched? Because their fans are cunts as well. Yeah. Um. Speaking of cunty fans, Forest. What? What? I think Forest were the worst side that I've seen at Anfield this season. They were very bad. Where I think we've got to give them. Gombley. And you've got to give them a bit of sympathy because they were out. They had a lot of injuries, didn't they? To the, uh, like especially up front in terms of. Hudson Team the the fucking squad. I know, but in terms of where all the injuries were, Hudson Adai, Awanye, uh, uh, Chris Wood, Origi. Uh, I think there might be one other. I can't remember who were out as well. Who usually start. Um, so I think you've got to give them a bit of sympathy there. And they, the way they set up was the only real way to set up with what they had. I thought so. But they were pretty much come to get beat, uh, not get bad, and that were about pretty much what happened, wasn't it? Really? Yeah. Just so, about managed to not get battered, but yeah, the the, the group chat was particularly um, in full of praise for Shane's mate Alexis McAllister. So I'll go to you, Shane. What did you think? Um. Yeah. Like McAllister was, I think, flawless from. What I can remember. Um, and I, I was actually thinking of something you said there. I don't know if you said it on one of these episodes or you said it before, but like 
see McAllister try and do. I know it's a different team and role slightly, but yeah, like see McAllister try and do the job he's trying to do. Gave you like renewed appreciation for how good Fabinho was at his very best. And yeah, when McAllister plays like that, I know like Forrest are they had no striker and they set up pretty conservatively and couldn't threaten too much. But if he plays like that, suddenly there's no holes in the team and it is like just a flawless performance. You know, the attack is still the attack. The midfielders are supporting it. Um, Trent's doing whatever the fuck he's meant to be doing these days. Uh, the defence is solid. Uh, Simicas was was solid. We'll, we'll get to blame later on that, I suppose. <laughs> but, um, it's probably Allison's quietest game of the season. Probably his quietest game, it feels like, in years. Um, it's like, like when he first joined us and he used to not even barely get a touch. But um, yeah, I thought McAllister was perfect. And yeah, I think if, if, he, if he can get anywhere near that level, because I don't think he's kind of been, as, as I said, like he's, that that like that performance was like by far and away the best he's shown over ninety minutes so far the season. He's had good spells and games, but he's also had r- rocky ones. But if he can play like that, where he just wins his duels and uh, plays nice passes, chips in around the attack, like we 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 just look like title challengers. Like there's there's kind of no other way to to say it. And that's six points down, six to go before the next break. So um, yeah, it, like literally the only the only other thing we need to, is like teams around us to drop points but you know, yeah, I think you don't even need to think about that too much you just like just kind of enjoy this team for what they are and like yeah it was just like a really it was a really enjoyable performance despite having to watch it on like the worst stream I've had to watch in a long time as oh, well we bad on it. very bad <laughs> I, it was it was crashing it was it was two minutes behind the audio was out of sync and, and some of the other ones at one stage during the second half it just cut to like the start of the first ha- the start of uh, half time it just showed like the teams walking out. <laughs> like, yeah, it was uh, it was a rough go, and it was kind of annoying because I think we're going to have, have plenty more this season with the Europa and, and Sunday kickoffs. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. But we'll go to someone who watched the full ninety minutes of the game at, at Anfield. Isn't that right, Dave? How how did you find it? Yeah, my stream was great. Um... <laughs> Cut off early though, didn't it? maybe um (laughs) yeah no i I thought it's it's one of them home games where it's kind of a a bit of a dream when when you see how the other team sets up so i think we've we've mentioned in the past McAllister is particularly good with jules when he's going forward and not having to worry about what's behind him um Forrest just put our back line and particularly McAllister under no pressure whatsoever, which was just such a stupid decision to me anyway. Um, so I, I think that just, that was a bit of a breath of fresh air. It was a bit similar to Villa. Villa seemed really passive um, with how they were pressing us all game and it was actually the, the exact same scoreline as well against Villa. Um so yeah, I think that kind of enabled McAllister to have his best game. I don't think he's out of the woods or anything by any stretch. I think other teams are gonna sort out a, a much better game plan than than what Forrest did against them. But it was certainly probably his his best shift in a red shirt so far. Um, I thought 
the most disappointed of them, I feel very quite comfortable with Garden Bear. She just kind of seemed on the periphery of things. Again, once another team kind of blocked off them middle channels. I understand that we had the eights really wide, but McCalla and Garden Bear just couldn't seem to get a grip of the ball. Um, I know everybody was really high on him after the Toulouse game, but I was seeing shouts that he was in our our main three midfielders, which I just thought was a bit of a nonsense, to be honest. I don't see how he gets ahead of Jones, and I don't even think he gets ahead of McAllister if, say, an Andre or whoever comes in in the eight, in the six, and McAllister moves up into the eight at the minute. So, but um, but yeah, did 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 what? Did anybody have any other thoughts when it comes to Gavin Birch? I just thought he just when he did get the ball, he was just kind of heavy, and I don't know. I, I not for the first time this season. I because uh, like you know because he's like this Dutch centre midfielder, even though he's very different to Wijnaldum. Not for the first time this season, I was like, I, I was like, I forgot he was on the pitch, and then I had to like look up mid game, like you know, like had he completed many passes, had many touches, and it's like half the amount of the other two lads in midfield. But I think there's like a bit of um, not not that you're like writing him off or anything, but I think there's like enough mitigation with his performance in the team. If you think about, like, the right side of the fucking team, like, you know, like, Trent, when he's there, Zabazlai, uh, Salah, Nunez was, like, playing the right channel a lot as well, because Salah was wide. So, like, I think we're just such a, a like, a right-sided dominant team, especially with that lineup. that, like, like, like what's Gronberg going to make happen over on the, on the left? Like, I know he's the guy who should be making it happen because he's a great ball carrier and passer and he can shoot, but, like, he has Simicast, who's like, you know, a bit reserved in this system, kind of. I think he's still trying to figure it out as well, no more than Robertson has been. And then Jota's, like, not the guy you necessarily want in build-up, even though his build-up has been good in the last two games. Um, you know, Jota's there to kind of do what he did for the first goal, which is to be in the box and take shots. And and, and so Grabenberg's role was kind of like, he was more off-ball as well, Jim, he knew he gets on the end of the, the nice Salah pass in the first half, and he, he has a shot. But yeah, overall, a bit anonymous, but we can probably talk about his Toulouse performance before that, where he looked, wasn't he man in the match? And he was just like getting us really excited. And he is still like the project kind of out of all the midfielders. Like, cause Tabaz, they said, hit the ground running. Jones is more established. McAllister is, is, is in there to make it work. And he, he is starting to make it work now. So like, yeah, Gravenberg, like Jones wasn't suspended. Cause as the commentators were saying, it feels like the longest suspension of all time. He's been yeah. gone for so long. But, uh, yeah, if Jones was fit, he probably starts there. And, like, nothing Gravenberg showed. I should, I should say, like, what Gravenberg showed in the last two games, like, yeah, let's just keep playing you in the in Europa. You can be a superstar. You can figure out how to play with your teammates. We we play enough first-team players at the moment in the Europa that you can get, like, a groove and, and figure this out. And then, um, you know, if there is Andre coming in, um, yeah, Gravenberg still has to, like, break through to the first team. But there's always going to be, like, suspensions and injuries. So he'll get his time. But, um I'd say like like I wouldn't even say it was disappointment. He was just quieter, but the whole the whole left side was because the right side is just absolute fucking fireworks, you know. So um, yeah, like he was maybe like you know you give him like it's kind of like that Wayne Alden performance, like I was saying, but nothing to be like concerned about. I wouldn't call it like a bad note or anything. He was just one of the quieter ones on the pitch, and it's nice that he can be, and the team is still absolutely purring. Yeah, I mean at at the end of the day, it's still only twenty. Um, twenty one. Obviously, 21. The expectation shouldn't be for them to be, you know, uber consistent as much as 
the likes of um, Sofa's Life, uh, you know, players develop at, at different rates. Um, it's it's just a bit of a trend I've noticed, and it's probably something that he's going to have to get better with uh, as time goes on. And, but I, 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 it was just more towards the notion that he was already in the in the main team, so to speak. I just, I, I just don't think that's the case. Um, that gets us on to the other midfielder, who is Dominic Sobersley. He got two assists in this game. Blaine is the probably most adamant top red amongst us. I'll let you. Um, he, are you going to take that, Shane? Are you going to take that? Uh, is he? From... <laughs> he, he once was. He was. He was. The uh, yeah. He was, he I still was think I am. Prince, he was promised, but he's. I still think I am. He's he's descended into. No, you're. If you can have like a Curtis play. Jones kind of redemption, Blaine, you know, where you're the, the prospect and then you fade. If you can make a Curtis Jones kind of redemption, then we can we can talk. I've never really gone too far away from it. I think I'm just a bit sensible, you know what I mean? Just level-headed now, you know what I mean? It's not all... Uh... Oh, yeah, Perhaps, I think yeah. Curtis Jones is a, good, is a good shout for me. Still top reddish. Well, very top red. Not, I'm not Dave or Josh levels of, of down there, <laughs> but you and Mark can be beat, I'd say. Yeah, but, you're yeah, a centrist. Um, <laughs> I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll go with that. Yeah, so Buzz Light, yeah, he was just, just sensational, isn't he? I actually can't believe what is he? Is his birthday on it this week? Is he 23? I can't believe how how mature he is. Like, there was um, a spell in the second half where he just seemed to kind of play wherever he wanted and wherever we needed, sort of thing. He was, he was picking the ball up kind of everywhere and just bossing the game. Uh, in, a, in a period where I thought we were a bit quiet and a bit subdued and we were kind of just seeing the game out, I thought it was even really good then. And obviously the party plays in um, kind of the first, and, no, not the first goal, the second goal, again, really good. He was making up a space where I think Salah was kind of occupying the wing back. So he was just getting that space on the right-hand side where we've not been able to see anyone kind of do that for us. Um in the last few years, really, we've had whenever we've had players out there playing that inside, mainly Henderson, they've kind of been more of a dummy. When I see we've got a real threat there in in Tavazulai, and his his part is played in in both the goals were just really good again. It's just a just perfect, isn't he, really? He, he, he is like he is that kind of lab, kind of club in a in a fucking with us. Beakers and shit bubbling away around him, and he just produces a Dominic Sobers like that. Some of that that is the kind of player he, he, I think he is anyway, and he, he's that good. Like I, I, I kind of dismiss the notion of the years that we had that Henderson, Ronaldo, and and Fabinho partnership midfield of like improving upon that because I thought they were just so perfect for what what Klopp wanted. Um, and then just to see Sobaslayu, I mean, w- w- would you say is just a, a much more technical version of Henderson? He does, yeah. He's doing a lot of what Henderson used to do, but I think Henderson was used, especially as we kind of tried to be a bit more aggressive in like the quadruple season and last season. I think it was more like Henderson was kind of seen as a dummy, and then teams kind of cottoned on to that, and then just let Henderson have the ball, and it got to a point where it was a bit ineffective. Whereas now. I think teams are still not quite sure to buzz like, so letting him have the ball, but it's creating 
a load of problems for us, especially that right-hand side being as, as good as it is, where I think teams are going to have a real problem trying to keep all those players uh, quiet. I know you don't like it when he, when he moves to the left because of Elliot coming on, but I think that right-hand side is probably as good as there is in the league. Is there a better one in the league, I think? No. So, no. I mean, when you look at it, it's just... You can see why we are still right-hand side dominant, but he is, yeah, as you say, he is like he's made in a lab for us, really, which is a surprise because I didn't know he was that sort of player when we signed him. I don't, I don't think any of us did, did we? Yeah. In all no. honesty, like, he's, like every... uh, yeah. Because he's just exceeded expectations like so much. Like I, I suppose the thing of like, or how mature he is, I guess he has been like playing football. If he's played a lot more minutes than someone his age might have at a high level, and then like he's been a captain for a country and stuff like that. But yeah, it just it's just like how can how can you be so good at all these things? You know, like there's no like what is his weakness? Like you know, like like sometimes <laughs> if I was like being hypercritical, I'd say as like like attacking midfielder, he kind of cheats a little bit, like because he'll try and nick it in an advanced way and kind of let someone carry it into space. You know, he he doesn't always have the defensive instincts but even then that's the like that's maybe kind of the the Red Bull thing of like looking to nick a quick transition and all that but um, yeah and like we're not the only ones because I've I've had to with these dodgy 2pm streams I've had to listen to like the most random fucking commentators uh, calling the games this season and like uh, they've all been like different ones and all of them or like if it's on Irish TV I think I've talked about it before like the, the pundits like Neil Lennon and Damon Delaney like everyone who sees them they're like Jesus, he's, they're all like, he is some player, isn't he? Like they, they all like kind of go out of their way. They all fall over themselves to say it. Commentator yesterday was like, I think maybe because he was popped up on the left at that stage. But commentator was like, it's like there's two of them. Like, and this is like the lead commentator. You know, he's not supposed to be like given the colour or anything. But he, he kind of couldn't get over like what he was seeing out of him as well. And like, and, and that thing about him settling so quick, that's what gives the leeway for a Gravenberg to come in and have a so-so game and it's okay, you know, because he has just been just plug and play brilliant from the off. So, and, and like, it's, it's, it's helped McAllister, I'd say, in, in a lot of games as well. Because if, if McAllister was struggling and Sabozlai was struggling, then the whole midfield would be having problems. But like, he's been like this, just, he can just he's just so reliable in every game, in all phases. Uh, and like, what's the blame saying, like, like, like teams don't want to let Salah have the ball or they don't want to hit him around behind they know that Nunes is a threat. And so it's like, well, Sabazlai would kind of let him have the ball. A bit like the way Trent used to get, like, the ball when mm. he was at right back. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, it's like, yeah, all the best. Like, you know, it's like, just pick your poison kind of thing. So, yeah, the the right side is, is just such a weapon. And he's, um, yeah, he's just great. I look forward to getting to see him play fucking every time. It's just like, yeah, class line. Even, even, even with Sabazlai, if they do give him the space to run into, then A, he runs into the space. B, he's he's a... He's a threat from distance, but he can also play a hell of a ball in behind. And then if you get tight to him, he can spin you as well. He's just he is just the complete midfielder. Like I, I'm, I'm not too keen on comparing, but I like making stylistic comparisons to like really, really, really good players. But I, he he does remind me, and especially when he's in that right half space of De Bruyne, like so much both footed. Really quick, gets away from his man, sneaky quick as well. Especially the the, the ball he played for the Nunez goal as well, is just kind of vintage. Um, Kevin De Bruyne, I I, I thought. Um, which the underlap. Yeah, and then just 
it's uh, ev- everything with them looks so technical, even if it's a cut across. Um, He's not quite perfected the Jordan Henderson hoof it to the back post yet, which is <laughs> the key element. Now I'm I'm waiting for that, but once he has that. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 stability, I, unlock. I, st- I still have a theory Jordan Henderson can't kick the ball with his laces. <laughs> In all honesty, I just think he can he, he can only kick a football with the inside of his foot. Well, he, he never did use the laces, now that you say it, but he actually scored a couple of okay volleys and half volleys. He did, yeah, but he sliced yeah, he, right he across play, it. Yeah, he, he, could, he could score a few, but he just... He just is obsessed with fucking dinking it, uh, but Sabozlay has Sabozlay does have the dink, but his his technique is mad, isn't it? Because I learned as well at the weekend. Apparently, everyone knew this, but about the size seven feet, because his dad like did the Hungarian equivalent of Chinese foot binding and made him wear like <laughs> made him wear like small shoes, so that he would like like I don't know what the thing was like. You'll have small feet, therefore you'll be more technical. I don't know if that's like a thing, but uh, like it, his it technique, good luck, isn't it? I think. There was an athletic article that said something along the lines of it. It, it, it I, this might just be incredibly disingenuous, but I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain I saw that in an athletic article. They went to a Hungarian village to talk to the old lady who, like, you know, <laughs> did the fucking. <laughs> yeah, James Pierce reporting with five other journals on a fucking jolly. But um, what else the... is Sam Hughes gonna do? Yeah, exactly. But the, do you know, like, when he does those clip balls into the box, like, it's like a. If you have any kind of like, it's like it's like the pitching wedge, but like it'll have like yeah, weird, yeah. it has weird spin and flight and dip on it, and like I've seen, I have I saw it in the forest game, I've seen before, like like the teammates, maybe the teammates are getting used to it, but like defenders get like caught out by like the the weird way he like knocks it in, and like it, obviously we're talking about his corners, uh, we haven't seen much of them recently, but like like his his dead ball striking, like yeah, he's just kind of, I guess he's like he is like this weird hybrid built in a lab because his dad was like a fucking madman and like made him this way but like yeah fair, fair fucks like we're we're reaping the fucking benefits I know what I'm doing with my kid on my day off but um, yeah put away them big shoes will you um, but yeah fucking yeah he's just yeah he's just class to watch and he's like fascinating as well you know and then yeah just people can't get enough of him and uh, yeah he's he's, he's, he's great it, it just just other Newcastle were the ones who were apparently in for him, which I imagine if Newcastle got him as well, that midfield. He's <laughs> instead. <laughs> <laughs> he does not love a bet as far as we know. Let's just uh, you know, hope he doesn't love a bet anyway, so that's why. But he's yeah, a gamer. He a bit like, uh, I feel like it's one of them that's kind of slipped through everyone's kind of uh system anyway, and we, we picked him up, maybe took a gamble on him and it it's paid off. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, pay, uh, it, it, when you look at the, you know, the intangibles and stuff, and then you look at like the madness going on down the M sixty two United, and you see he's national captain, he's come through the Re- the rebel youth line, all, all this stuff. He got rave rave reviews from teammates, rave reviews from people who've worked with him, coaching staff wise. Uh, how how was it just those in Newcastle in for him? It just feels bonkers to be honest. It's easy with hindsight, like, but yeah, there was no red flag, like, there was no concerns or like red flags. I, I never heard anything of that. I only ever heard people raving about him, like, from Salzburg and, and then Leipzig. And I guess, like, it was just like a, a big release clause, but like, I, I guess, like, what, what, what do you hold against him? He's Hungarian, that's about it. Like, 
like, and as well, when we signed him as well, Dave, because you were talking about De Bruyne, I'd like from looking at him, I hadn't seen him too much. I'd, I'd seen him like a couple of games and stuff like that. And then I watched the highlights and I looked at the stats and I was like, oh, okay, cool. He's kind of a more athletic Bruno Fernandez is what I was telling myself. And like, and like he kind of has that ability to produce in the front door. Like I know Fernandez is a fucking rap, but he is like a very effective player. But he might actually be just like the next level up, as you're saying. Like he might just be fucking De Bruyne, where he's just he can kind of do everything. Like maybe he's he's not going to be as pure an attacking midfielder in the way City used De Bruyne. He's he's kind of a do everything guy for us, and he he was great yesterday. Like a couple of physical duels where guys tried to run past him, he just because they have got some like good good midfielders for us, and he just like it was Gibbs White as well in the second half where he just like lent into him. He was trying to run past him. He just just uses his legs and strength and he can cover in that way and he's just like yeah I, I, I could honestly talk about him for the whole hour we don't need to, to do anything else yeah well another player we can watch let us on is the guy he assisted um, Mr Nunez I was I, 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 this I, this was particularly the kind of game I thought he struggled in last season where it was everything was in tight he had a man basically riding him as soon as he got the ball um and again he 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 was really neat and tidy. Um and obviously got his goal as well, got a few sides of goal and didn't really expect him to get as well. Um I like I liked them going for the shot when it was kind of a cross goal from a pretty narrow angle. He got it on target, pulled the save out of Martina. Um Blaine, I think you you spoke about um Nunez's difference this season. Um, well, yeah. what, I think, what, I think yeah. you said it when, when you, I think it was you said it looks like when you can tell when everything's clicked for a player it really well, does I, 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 said, like I said that. I was getting to that point but I'll, I'll wait and see if the finishing <laughs> the thing is with the, fin- the finishing is the next thing but I think last season where you'd say he'd have a mad game what, what that really meant was he'd do four or five things badly wrong and then maybe two or three things really well when now he looks like he's doing eight or nine things out of ten really well, and even if it's the basic stuff. And yeah, the finishing's maybe not always there, like you saw in the in midweek, even though he did everything right in that move. But it feels like if everything else is going well, you can kind of forgive that slight bit, and he's still scoring goals as well at the same time and making chances for everyone. So at the minute, it doesn't really seem to matter who we play. He's been effective, and he's. He's probably one of the first names on the team sheet for me at the minute, whoever we play, really, because I just think he's that much of a threat that you've got to have him in. And while he keeps scoring goals, then I think it's just a matter of time before he has one of them games where everything just lands for him and he just gets three or four. It just seems like it's going to happen every week and it just doesn't quite fall for him. But I think he's had a really good season. Yeah, well, where are you standing, Shane? Are you well, yeah, because I was there, I was him McAllister. It's like my my new fucking bet noir, but like I, <laughs> I I came into the season, I was probably Nunez's. I I think I was probably his biggest doubter among our group, anyway. Um, and it was like as cheap as it is, it was like the Newcastle game that like turned me around on him because it was like it was like yeah, if he can just and like because any in, in a way any striker can kind of do that can come on. And score, just have have that game where they score two goals, two unreal finishes. But I don't know what it was. It was just maybe because it was just such a fucking moment as well. But 
Um, I know it all just made sense to me in that time. And he like he goes on to the very next game. He goes on to like squander. He, he puts up like more than one xg and and doesn't score, but he creates so much. And it it, it really is the build up that's made a massive leap. Like like it has like just in terms of even keeping the ball. Never mind like doing useful stuff with it. Just like keeping it and holding it up, bringing others into play, and then. Yesterday again, he gets over one xg, like he gets like one and a half or something, and he creates stuff as well. Like he's just, it, it is just a case of just get him on the pitch at this stage, like you know, because his his output, uh, in terms of underlying numbers, just like isn't like slowing down at all. Like after, I think he, I think he barely got two thousand minutes in the league last season, but it's just like, yeah, just get him on the pitch in the league, especially against these teams, because you're saying he, he might have struggled in them last season when there wasn't the space, but. Um, we, we kind of create the space, don't we? Now, like the way we, it's quick turnover for the first goal, and then for the second goal, it's just like really nicely worked on that, that that kind of trio on the right. And yeah, he's it's it's, it's kind of all there, and he just has to not because I was saying the last season, I I, I like I, I believe that he could maybe turn around. I thought he might have some fundamental flaws in his finishing, and he might be one of those players who just is always going to underperform the XG, you know, like Gabriel Jesus, like he's mm. a brilliant player, but he just has a history, like his career history is just like not scoring as many as he should with the quality of chances he got. And I thought Nunes might be like that. And he still is kind of uh, not credit to his XG for the season. Uh, but it doesn't matter if he's, if he's, if he's fallen even a little bit short of it. And he's given this kind of, I was worried he might be just goals, but he's, he's clearly not. He, he like it's the cliche creates chaos. He he's a pain in the arse for for opponents, and he's creating chances as well, high value chances. You know, he's just kind of yeah, he's just great, and he's got the he's got the stability in the rest of the team around him now. Where like we're saying, like because Sabazla is going to be brilliant forever. Apparently, he can have kind of a bit of a funny game. But there's there's Salah, there's whoever's on the left. There's there's other threats in the midfield. The the fullbacks are doing whatever they're doing. So. Yeah, I just, I just kind of want to see him get a run. You want to see him get these next two yeah. league games, uh, put up some, just yeah, just get, just get minutes in, in, in these next two league games, and um, because he's he's like he's he's nailed on now. Whereas it felt like he started the season fifth choice forward as well. So yeah, well, I um, think we did have him rarely loads on the pecking order at the start of the season. Clapped it or we did? No, we did in our kind of general consensus. He was behind Gakpo and all that. Um, pretty much everybody's books. I think it was between him and Jota who was like kind of last. Yeah, in the, uh, in the pack and order. We compliment again now, don't we? With Gakpo's back quicker than we were expecting, so that's like a good bonus. I, I feel, I still feel like I, I kind of like starting Gakpo because I'm thinking he's not as exciting a bench option. Gakpo, I think I kind of like him to start games and get a foothold. That's what I was kind of bigging him up before the season. And I don't think he's actually been that good at that this season. Now he's had to do the weird midfield stuff, but kind of like his Dutch compatriot, he can go missing a bit. You just don't really notice him in a game. But um, like I say, it's nice to have the full compliment. But yeah, there'd be I'd be I'd be starting Gakpo Thursday nights if if we need someone to start up front, and I'd be giving Nunes these next two league games, and I'd probably start him City away as as it stands as well because you want him to be on the pitch to give them to give him those problems. So. Um, yeah, and he did get them problems last season, didn't he? So, yeah, I'm I'm just kind of I'm, I'm delighted that he's kind of yeah, I'm just delighted <laughs> that he's he's, he's getting the production, and uh, and it means like as well that like Jota can can be like that supplementary forward, even though he's he's been brilliant the last two games. He's his build up style now apparently is just to to get the ball and just start running at people, and it's really effective. So it's funny how when Josh hasn't been on the pod, 
all of a sudden Jota starts performing. Yeah, weird though, isn't it? It's almost like he was, you know, just fine always, and then this is what he does. But you know, oh. Josh have his thing. <laughs> hey, you've got to vein your thing in now, anyway, in light of <laughs> current circumstances. So, <laughs> um, I have to one of them. In. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, well, I mean, I, we can talk. We we can talk because Jota had a really good game against um, Toulouse as well. He had a really good game. Do you think Jota's just one of those players who've got to play himself into form, kind of thing? You see, it was, it was always the criticism that he was the streaky footballer, and at Liverpool, he had kind of carried it on just in larger kind of chunks. I mean, quadruple season, the first half of the season, you were on for. He was pretty much scoring every other week, it felt like. And then, obviously, he had that period where he goes from January onwards or maybe February onwards where he doesn't really get one or two, and that's about it. Um, but it just feels like, he, yeah, I think you're right. He just needs a few games to get up to speed. And obviously, he wasn't due to start this one, I think he said. Um, obviously, with the other circumstances going on, he's come in. But he always is one of them players that is good at just getting those little scrappy goals, which I don't think you look at. Nunes, uh, Diaz and Gakpo which I don't think they're necessarily as good at doing that and obviously you just need them, especially when we get in the games like these to put your head or just finish them off which is what he's done this season he's just invaluable I think to have a player like that he reminds me of someone Fergie having his, in the United squad who just get those crappy goals from and I think that's just really what you need it's Ferguson, Solskjaer, or, or Javier Hernandez or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, like just getting, you can just imagine him getting like a 1 0 away at Wigan and it being Jotter yeah. who scores it. And he's a proper shit out as well. Yeah. Yeah, he's got the attitude of somebody who's a, a lot better than he is. As good as he is. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's obviously a very, very good player, but like his attitude is like that of somebody who has a lot more to be arrogant about. Um, Salah. Is there much more we can say about Salah? I don't really think there is. Good player. Good, good, good at football. Yeah, okay. Tick. Um, Van Dijk, good at football. Van Dijk has been phenomenal this season, I think. I don't know about you guys, but he's never going to be 2019 Van Dijk. But the kind of general idea that he isn't the best defender in the league and he, he isn't what like he isn't up there in the, the pantheon of great defenders at the minute never mind ever is just nuts to me but I don't know what you guys think that captain's armband were a good decision wasn't it <laughs> well, I've moved out with that now but it's a good decision well what 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 do you think Shane do you think he's um what where, where would you say he is in terms of like echelons, I guess, when it comes to defenders at the minute? Uh, Shane gone. Sorry, say that again. <laughs> where where do you think um where do you think Van Dyke's ranking in terms of kind of defending levels at the minute? It, would you have him near the top? Uh, yeah, in the league. Um, I I think he's been overall very good this season. I think he had like, I think he's had a couple of like uh, ropey games off off the top of my head. 
Uh, but he's he's definitely been up a level from last season, I think. And uh, yeah, he's just been been very very solid. Like if we had signed him anew, we'd be like, "Geez, this lad's good, isn't he?" Um, without being like the absolute alien that he was, like you said a few years ago, he's still his his, his base level is very very high. Um, win win so many headers as well. Like I mean, he's always done that, but maybe it's just becoming more of an emphasis on his game now. But um, yeah, he's uh, yeah been really good. As that's where he ranks in the league. He's definitely still up there. How can he not be? But I'm trying to think. Like, is it maybe like John Stones for City? Um, all the most of the City's defenders, except for Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz is never. Isn't and has never been better than Van Dyke. He's massively overrated. I think he's like I mean, the least impressive yeah, out of all of these defenders. I would say it's him and Saliba on the back. Do you not think what? Arsenal's play system that's a lot more uh, not protecting of Saliba, but as a, as a football team, they're a bit more maybe solid as a as a unit than we have. Whereas Van Dyke kind of is. Yeah, but you, you, you no, I have Van Dyke as number one. I think Van Dyke's the best, but. I think him and Saliba are kind of just oh, yeah, that's fair, that's fair. from from everybody else. Um, John Stones just doesn't play enough football for me personally. Um, no, I agree. it's weird. It's weird, isn't it? The same way it was like hard to rank Marles because they're all part-time footballers. They all play yeah. no more than two league minutes a season, and you know, and they're never nailed on for even the biggest game of all. You know, like anyone could play at any time. They're just kind of this. They're just a number to Guardiola, you know. He's just gonna slot them in as as he kind of chooses. Whereas like Saliba and uh, and like Van Dijk are just like nailed on, and and they're they're pretty good. I I still think I think Saliba is like, and, and it's because he's young, but like when he's good, he's a moment in him. Yeah, he like he's Rolls Royce, but for how much people were going on about him last season, he didn't half have like a serious fucking blooper reel of like mistakes. Do you know, like there was like so many. Like he's, he'd score a few own goals, he'd get bullied, he'd, he'd have like a mental blunder. I think he's had one or two this season as well. Um, that like, and, and you know, and, and like nothing's kind of said of it. Whereas like, like we remember when like when Van Dijk got dribbled past, that was news. I know that's the thing with Saliba now as well. If someone like dribbles past him or not, and uh, and like Van Dijk like making the mistake that he did against Newcastle, which like was a pretty big error uh, in, in isolation, but. Um, yeah, no, like he he's right up there, and, and obviously if he's best in the Premier League, he's he's best in in Europe and the world. His level's been really high, uh, and it's I don't know is that like his return to form has helped the other centre halves because Gomez's career is rejuvenated, uh, Matip's career is rejuvenated, Konate is like Konate's just always been great from his availability. Before Gomez hasn't and, and Matip haven't played tons with him actually this season. They've just kind of had. Good seasons all, all round. I actually thought Canati had a really good game again. I thought it was a bit iffy against Everton, but I thought it was um, much better uh, against Forest. Again, they didn't offer much, but in what he had to do. I think that's the same with Simicast. I will give Simicast some credit. I thought everything he had to do, he did to the best of his ability, which is a very limited, but that's all he could do. That is the most backhanded compliment I've ever heard anybody give ever. <laughs> That actually yeah, we, takes skill to be that backhanded with a compliment. Yeah, we, we, we gave him some colouring to do and he stayed inside the lines, you know. <laughs> no, I, I, that, that, that is... We, we were talking about Grand Birchie anyway, but that left side is just kind of... That entire left side is not the first choice left side, is it? 
No. When you when you really but, think about it, you've probably got Diaz over Jota, you've got Jones over Granberg, and you've got Robertson over Simicast. But there is no it, first choice like, left side either. There's no first choice left side, is there? Because like it, it is Robertson. No, so. no Robertson. No, I, no, there is Robertson, and more often Jones than not, it's pretty comfortably like first choice. Like, yeah, but yeah, Jones is like, but like he is first choice, and Diaz is nominally the left, but. You can ro- you can take Diaz out yeah, for yeah. some games, you know, like like Jada can slot can slot in, Nunes can slot in, Gakpo can slot. In. Like there's four lads who can play on the left side, whereas there's only ever one lad who plays on the right, even in Europa, because he's a fucking sicko. But you know, like you have that stability on the right, right with Salah and Trent. I know Trent is. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. Trent is uh, is freelancing or whatever, but like there is a lot more stability on the right, whereas the left is. There's just rotation, be it injuries or suspensions, or just because of the options that we have there. You know, no one's nailed. Ideally, it'll be Robertson, it'll be Jones, it'll be Diaz, I guess. But you're not going to see that to January. So for the time not being, it, it's going to be Simicas, it's going to be whoever in the Europa. It could be Gomez at some point. It could be Gomez in the league at some point. And, um, you know, so the left side, I think uh, that's all we actually need from it. Like we were saying, so long as the right side is, is doing what it's doing. And McAllister can hold the middle down with, with help from those around him and the centre half. The left side just has to I won't say it just has to show up, but like yeah, Simicas just has to keep it keep it solid. Um he he gave like I want to see him give a little bit more with like his crosses and his, his set pieces, because I think that's where he can really kind of add value. But a lot of time it'll just be him feeding Diaz and Diaz is just gonna run at the fullback and, and that'll be that'll be us, you know. So like they only need to give a seven out of ten in most games and we're gonna be fine. Yeah, no, and um, yeah, you put you're probably right there. They just need to kind of be structured, I guess. Um, but yeah, we nobody really knows that there's a lot of inform- misinformation going around on the DR situation, so nobody's really yeah. I think it's best just to leave it until yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I'm not going to touch it, but no, no, nobody knows how long he's going to be out for for good reason, obviously. Um, Fair fucks to the team for like, because how fucked up is, a thing is that to like, you know, obviously for him to deal with, yeah, 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 but then like for, for like your your teammate and your friend to be like going through that, like it's it's heavy fucking shit and like it's yeah, yeah. It, it's it's ongoing and it's unresolved and that, and like as even Jada said it that like Diaz was supposed to play, but uh, he he couldn't so um so like Jada comes in and like. Yeah, it was it was it was a nice moment when they uh, they got the shirt. Like you, you kind of knew they yeah. were going to do it anyway, but yeah. it, it was still nice. And uh, and yeah, like kind of we we knew there was like good solidarity in 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 the group anyway. You know, you'd expect to see that from kind of any any football team these days. But um, yeah, it was a nice moment. And it's actually something I wanted to ask you about, David. Maybe slightly off topic, but you're in the ground. What's the is there? What's the vibe? What's the vibe check in terms of like? Do you, is there a buzz? Are people really excited? Was it like a Sunday two PM, so it was it was a bit sleepy and it was a bit of a it was a bit of a coast, but it was still an exciting. It's, it's still exciting. Like, I, like, is there a buzz around the team in the ground? Do you think, or can you see people like getting getting really? If we're like if we're top if we're somehow top of the league in in two weeks time before we go away or after City or something like that, can you see people? Can you see like the songs reference and that like cropping up or what do you think? I think it's definitely cautious optimism, but. There's definitely an affinity with the team. I mean, Klopp's talked yeah. about as well, hasn't he? In in terms of like, 
it's such an exciting team. It's full of lads who they just seem like good lads, don't they? It's like they just seem quite sound as well. Um, but I mean, everybody, you know, Sobers Lie, everyone's in love with Sobers Lie, but Graven Birch is, I'm telling you, a lot of the. Um, oh, Thursday night. Oh, my God. A, a lot of the owl, the owl fellas love a bit of Graven Birch. Um, I'll tell you that for a second. My dad loves them. Um, you know what? Thursday felt like with Graven Birch. It felt like in the Europa League, he's just giving him license to do whatever he wants. But it's more space as well. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Toulouse and, and Galois played, didn't they? They, they? they came to actually have a go and, you know, to give the fans something to friggin' cheer for, whereas Forest fans just sat there screaming, you scout bastards for 45 could minutes. You, uh, could you see through that smoke on Thursday night? Uh, yeah. um, you know what? It was some, that was some good pyro. <laughs> I've, never, I've, I've <laughs> never seen anything like it where it was kind of flashing and stuff like that. And one lad forgot his, and then let his off later on about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but no, that th- there's there's definitely an affinity towards the team, but I don't think anybody really wants to put too much pressure on them as well because. I think I that's think... when it gets. It, it gets a bit desperate, and I think you saw it with Arsenal like the first half of the season. Obviously, started so well, but it just seemed fun. And the second half of the season seemed like every week, like the way they celebrated that Bournemouth game, which I've got no problem with. It just seemed like every week was just utter relief. I just don't think you need that yet. There's an understanding you know that I mean? the young lads are they're all yeah, young yeah. as well. Like McAllister's twenty four. He might look about twenty nine, but he's twenty four. Like they're all younger than me for fuck's sake. It's, so it's a very young squad, isn't it? Other than even like the starting line, you got Salah, Van Dyke, Allison, and then you're looking at Trent as one of your senior men. I know he's twenty five, but we were all still. worried when we went when Milner and Henderson went. What? Yeah. The void would be like in the dressing room and and stuff like that, but I mean, I watched. Well, I, okay. I watched them. I, I, yeah, I know because there were so many. I, I, don't, I think there was such a cache, there was such a cachet of leaders that were still there, like, uh, like yeah. Van Dyke, Robertson, uh, Allison, Salah. I think so, Allison stepped up quite a bit, probably, yeah, because he's it's, a senior guy. Fun. And and even if you're like if you're a younger player. I mean, imagine being in training with him and you can't, you just can't fucking score on him. But, like, he's the best in the world and everyone knows it. And he has, maybe, like, if Van Dijk has lost his, Alisson just, like, probably has, like, along with Salah, probably has, like, the biggest going to call it aura in the team. Because, like, every commentator, like, again, all the pundits, they, they go out of their way to say, yeah, he's, he's the best in the world and everyone knows the kind of thing. Even though he's playing in the fucking Europa League. You know, his team is in Europa League, but everyone knows that he's... A bit like De Gea syndrome when De Gea was... United's best player for five seasons in a row when they were shit, you know, like because uh, he got so much, he got so much chances to be good. Like, but uh, yeah, Allison is like another one. But um, yeah, you, you're saying like young team, and and it's great that the the crowd aren't the cautious optimism. That's almost ideal in a way because you're saying about Arsenal. Um, I think I was watching it was like the it was the overlap thing Sky Sports were doing. I think it was them they were talking about, and they were talking about like how. Like I think Carragher was saying like it's just mental at Arsenal Stadium now like every game is like and they've got that being in the title race with City fucking disease whereas we're kind of like out of that and we're just rebuilding out kind of a, a little bit yeah. to the side you know that the focus isn't on us but we can be kind of weirdly we can be dark horses this season like Spurs are the, the league like yeah it feels like the people were quite saying 13 14 about us but it feels a lot more like Arsenal and Spurs last season and this season feel a lot more like that where it's Every week, even when they win, it can be a bit like, uh, 
to him for Spurs all. Is, think, Spurs is a complete freebie. Spurs is like yeah. Liverpool 13, 14, uh, like when at its peak, where it's just like, and it's, and it's early as well. So like, it's just, this well, is even great like crack the, and look how good we are. Even the desperation of it as he went through, I think Arsenal last season just felt a bit like that, where it just felt a bit desperate. Well, I know it's early on, but I think yeah. I've been impressed with how much composure we've shown it in games like against Villa and West Ham when we lead in 2-0 or 2-1. And even at the weekend, it just felt like once it went 2-0, it felt like game over. And it just didn't see... I know obviously they were bad, but it's felt a few times this season where we've got to that stage and we've just killed games off, which we, even when we're at our best, we've not even been able to do that sometimes. So they are impressive. It's even even those games against like Brighton and stuff where as much as we've we've been frustrated on the pod and all with the style of of play at times, but even to just kind of have that resiliency to kind of keep plugging away, um, yeah. and you know we we've we, we've obviously got results from it because we're in and around the title race at the minute, um, but yeah that that it football. It, it's all about the journey and 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 I know it's 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 really like a cliched thing, but that is the most fun thing about it. Like I've I've said on the pod before, like even though we, we won in Madrid like in terms of the experiences I had with oh, Kiev way, yeah. and getting to Kiev and stuff like that, you know. It, I enjoyed that more than Madrid, even though we won it in Madrid. And we yeah. had that Barcelona game and stuff like that. But I probably, outside of, of, of the Barcelona game in Madrid, I, I probably got much more memories because it it was more of a journey with it's, Kiev. There was a bit more expectation on Madrid. It's kind of like the climb being better than the, the finish. Yeah. Really. yeah, yeah, yeah. And... um. Maybe Arsenal fans kind of had, had that last season and now it gets to the point where the expectation's there and it gets a bit more stressful and <laughs> it gets less fun. Um, That's, which... what I mean. That's why I was not dismissing the uh, the title talk, but it, it, as soon as you start getting into that, it's just not fun, is it? It becomes a bit more Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly not stressing out or putting any expectations on things. As long as we get top four, maybe have a couple of cup runs. That's more than. I mean, to be fair, did you see like the league cup who's left in that? I mean, if you don't take a lot to win that, is it really? Not yeah, no, we we we, we should probably be getting to the final of that. Like well, one of Arsenal and do Arsenal? No, United play Newcastle. Yeah, Arsenal yeah. Could go out as well. Arsenal go away to West Ham. I'm away, yeah. And that's so it. that's it in terms of your top seven. Yeah, I mean. Speaking about the League Cup, I could probably take us on to Bournemouth. Um, what are you, are you guys expecting us to put a pretty strong team out, or are we expecting something a bit weaker? I think it'll be Europa League-ish levels, maybe a bit weaker with the circumstances with with Diaz, obviously, and then a few other injuries. I think you might see. I think you'll see the usual back four in terms of Europa League, Gomez, Matip, um, maybe Kwanzaa and on one other. And then midfield, Jones are probably. I'd like to see Quanta. Yeah, Elliot sounds seems uh, Gakpo as well. Um, Endor, yeah, I think all your usual. Is Doka? Is Doka? No, to be fair, because he'd been he'd been nailed on under, otherwise, wouldn't he? Because uh, 
because because Bournemouth are are they're surely going to rotate heavily. I, I feel like they will rotate heavily. Yeah, Iraola's like it's kind of a shock he's not gone already with the results he's had, but he's after they grabbing the light this line. weekend though. Yeah, the the weekends are pretty much free yeah, anyway, so they might as well. Yeah, go strong he, uh, on this one. And well, geez, well I don't know because I always think it's weird being like a being like a, a mid table or. Or like a, or even like a bottom half team, you're like scrapping for relegation because your fans would love nothing more than a cup run. Do you know? Because like they're not. If you're if you're destined for mid table at best, you know there's just you, you kind of just plod along, don't you? Maybe there's a bit of novelty if you're new to the league or whatever. But um, so like it's it's there's such a contrast between what the fans would love. I feel like versus what. Uh, what the manager needs to do to like preserve his his job, and, and sometimes they're like overly cautious. I think it was even this season, the Palace, yeah, Palace went out with a cup. I think like Hodgson rotated at Old Trafford, and that like HL TCO whatever it's called, the big Palace account. Like he was like just like I think him and like you know like you see it like, like the fans get so frustrated online when they rotate and get knocked out, even by a team like of their own level. Which let's be honest, Palace and United probably are Palace probably better, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't like, understand you know, why, why teams like that do it. I, I, I don't. Yeah, like, like, Everton, it, like Everton or like Spurs or I guess Spurs like got knocked out but apparently Spurs are going for the title so that's fine. But um, yeah, it's just like why, like it's such a, you could, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's like like Michael Loudrup, like like his, like Swansea fans are like kind of never ever going to forget him like find their, their fucking dush now in, in championship but like, you know, you, you can win a trophy and it's just like, but, but it's no good to the, I think who even like, well, yeah, I guess it's kind of a different example, but like Dalek Leash almost winning two cups for us and, and still gets sacked. Like, obviously, it's very different circumstances, but like, yeah, for like job security, like uh, three points or like getting a point away at like whoever, you know, it's like such a bigger deal. So it's, it's always like that really weird thing with the League Cup, but that's why I'm saying if they're rotating, it gives us a chance to rotate and still progress as we have recently in that competition. So um, yeah, I'd be I'd be expecting to see a good few kids. Uh, be interesting to see how many and, and, and who gets in. But um, yeah, I, I wouldn't leave Salah at home because if he's on the bench, he's going to ask to come on the fucking free. So. Um, and then we've got obviously the away trip to Luton on the weekend. I was looking forward to seeing some. Um, that could be a tough game. Backyard. Sorry to interrupt, lads, but I'm just going to have to drop. I'll let you two uh, buy the flag oh, for the rest of it. No worries. Oh, cheers, bro. We'll see you in a bit. How, how are you feeling about it then? Um, I'm, I'm, I think we'll be fine. I don't know. It's a fucking prime time slot, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think they seem, they seem just a bit of a, they seem a good unit, don't they? But yeah, they do. They, they look, they look the best out of the the promoted teams, like Burnley look. Barrison for the other ones, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but like, like, because Sheffield United are just look a bit of a fucking doom spiral before the season even began, and Burnley have like way underwhelmed, and I think he's been rotating like crazy as well, trying to find something that works. There's like mad stats about like how many other players have played games together and stuff like that. So like they're like yeah they're looking in big trouble. Like the way like people thought they might be like the surprise of the season, they might get like a top half finish. Like that's how high people were talking about them, but. Um, Luton. Anytime I've caught a bit of them and the results they've had, they're yeah, like I said, they're a unit and have a bit of fight about them. So 
and there'll be an atmosphere at, at, at fucking this game on Sunday. So it, it could actually be like a, a sneaky tough one. It's like one of those where you look at it like on on fantasy football and it's like, you know, it's like a green fixture, Salah away, you know, triple captain, all that shit. But like, it could potentially be a tough game, especially if there's, if we don't get an early goal. Um, and like there is a, a Adarabayo, is that him? The Adarabayo, uh, yeah. Yeah, did you see the goal he scored? Was it this weekend? No, or was it last weekend? Uh, yeah, it was, I think it was last weekend against Forest. They like just pumped it up to him and he just like, out most of the centre half, took it on his chest and finished it. Like, I don't think he's going to be able to do that against our centre half, thankfully. But uh, yeah, he's a proper handful. Like, um, it, it, they are like a, a real them two front Adarabayo and, and Morris, a proper old yeah, school for yeah. um, Yeah. So yeah. and like it, it'll be after McAllister had his best game. Yes, he needs to fucking go again now because you know, like it could be. My my kind of worst case scenario for this game could be like Brentford away that we've had in the last few seasons. You know where it's just like the, it's raining balls from the sky, like you know, and it's just like just getting bombarded, and um, we, we're kind of hang, we're clinging on in first balls, and we're not dealing with second balls. So like the the midfield will have to be on it early on. Maybe we can like assert, maybe we can like assert ourselves and pin them in really early and just not let them out and break them down that way, but. There's enough kind of variables there where, um, you know, I, 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 it's a league, so I'd expect us to go full strength anyway. You know, you never dream of thinking of kind of rotating. But, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see what it's like. I haven't, because they've had so few home games as well, uh, it's kind of, it's, it's hard to know what, what, what they'll be like there and, and what the atmosphere is like. But are you, you're hardly traveling now, or do you know anyone who's going? Um... No, I, I got I got an email from the club saying basically that that they're letting everybody keep their um credits for, for the game because obviously not everybody will fit in. What's the allegation? Is it like fucking ten or something? It's about a thousand. And they've got they've got two thousand people who have got every away credit on the on the ticket, so it's like there's people who are potentially gonna miss out on the credit. Which was just you know a, a nonsense. So, do they get? Do they get? Or they said they said they're going to give them the credits anyway because they can't possibly give it. Because I was going to say if it's like uh, if it's like if it counts as them like missing out, that's obviously like a nonsense. But yeah, that's yeah, no, they're sorting it out. Yeah, should they probably they probably have to do that for Bournemouth for years anyway, haven't they? Yeah, that's yeah. We we had the Bournemouth conversation the other week. I don't. Yeah. I, just make them build a bigger stand. IMO. Or, or uh, it'll give them a kick up the arse if, if if you give home tickets to away fans. So there's yeah. an X amount of away fans at every stadium in the country. It'll give them a kick up the arse to sort it out, but they won't. They have the fucking but, money for it anyway. It would seem boring with yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's, that's the point of, of the teams getting so much money, isn't it? Like, well, you know. Hey, Old Trafford leaking, so what do I know? Yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, but Fucking Gary Neville shitting his nappy again. It, it is funny, though, because like, I, I think Neville does have like the, the nucleus of a point when he's like, you know, like the, the ownership's a mess, therefore, um, you know, like no coach can, can ever fulfil their potential there. 
but it, it is funny when Carragher just like just like gets to stitch him up for for fucking these terrible Sky Sports tweets and the video clips with emojis and shit where it's like you know he's mm. just like if, if they fix the roof are the team going to play better like, like Carragher just like never he never looks a gift horse in the mouth or he never a bit like when he played he, he wouldn't he wouldn't take he wouldn't pass by any opportunity to just fucking to just chop someone down you know like he's he's fucking ruthless uh, but yeah uh, yeah be, uh, be good game what are we thinking for um? What are we thinking for for Luton then? What score are we going for? I'll have to get Blaine and and Josh's. Um, when yeah, if, if um, Josh can fucking get this for one, amidst being a fucking Southern European ultra, yeah, I got right that time. I I haven't looked at their numbers or anything, Luton, and in like the same way, I haven't got to look at their games. I assume they're like not the worst team in the league, but they're also like. Firmly in the bottom tier of teams, so um, yeah, we we really should have too much for them, especially if we score early. Which yeah, it's it's gonna it's gonna come down to how just if if the midfield can get a foothold early and maintain it, we could I could I could see us battering them, and um, I could see it being a tougher assignment than people maybe think on paper. But on the on the balance, I'm saying. We should score a few. Um, I don't know whether to predict a clean sheet or not. If I'm if I'm jinxing it or if I cry it in, what do I do? I'll go. I'll go three nil, Nunez. I'm I'm fairly confident to be honest. I think Nunez will get a couple. Yeah, Nunez is. Well, I was gonna say he's due. He didn't just score, but <laughs> yeah, it's like I saying, just get him on the pitch and let him start fucking. Uh, producing, but um, I'll say is Jones back? It's his first game back, yeah. Yeah, I uh, actually no, <laughs> Suddenly, I feel so much better now. Jones back. Uh, yeah, I think we could. I'd say four nil. Jota. Are we the first like big big team Luton have played? I know they played Chelsea, but other than that, they haven't played the City or Arsenal yet, have they? Think. No, no, they have. I think they've had a, a soft enough start. What they've played Everton, Burnley, um, West Ham was their first home game on a Friday night. I think yeah. West Ham. I, I think West Ham were in control, and they had like a late surge, and that was it. But um, yeah, I think I think we're by a mile the, the biggest the biggest game they've had because even Chelsea are a bottom half team anyway. So uh, yeah, the, the fucking cam- the cameras are gonna be fucking loving. I I I could do without it being a fucking uh prime time slot, but whatever. Um, I have to play someone at half four on a Sunday at some stage. So, um, yeah, it'll be it'll be good. But do we do we predict the league cup? Or we don't even know. Well, I'd say we'll get through. Yeah, I, I I would like to say we get through. It's 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 hard enough predicting with the friggin' rotation and stuff like that in the Europa League. Never mind the League Cup. You yeah, you, yeah. you never really know how how much disdain Klopp's going to show for the competition. Really, um, right. Anyway, that that's enough for this week. Um, we'll be back next week, obviously after the Bournemouth and Luton games, and then looking ahead to. I had it off the top of my head. But I forgot. Oh, Brentford it is Brentford at home and Toulouse away. So yeah, um, 
should be back next week. Hope you've enjoyed. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.